Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory backed up by the Sunbury Motors guarantee to go over every inch of the car. And a fabulous sales staff, great service department. It's all at Sunbury Motors, the complete dealership. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Before we get to the play-by-play call of the day, uh, Doug uh, Birdsong has been interviewing Dave Giacchini. He's been talking to players uh, let's go back down to Myrtle Beach and see who the suit is talking to to get ready for the game. Uh, seagulls. <laughs> I have no words. Wait till he finds out the Holy Cross is the Crusaders and not the Seagulls. And wait till he talks about his memorable trips to Worcester. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get to our play-by-play call today. You know, Rich Hamburg, we might be talking about him having a 50 ball. I don't know how you shore it up. I mean, he's making from everywhere. Now he has two right there. And that and look, he knows. Steph Curry he knows. just got himself the record. He passed Will Chamberlain on the all-time Warriors scoring list. You remember that Will Chamberlain was the Philadelphia Warriors. And then they went to San Francisco to become the San Francisco Warriors. And he went with them. And then finally he was traded back to the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers, by the way, at one point have been the. I'm trying to think if they were the Syracuse Nationals. I think they were. Yes, they were. Um, so, yeah, so that's a Wilt was. I mean, that's the Philadelphia San Francisco Warriors that Wilt was with now with the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry passes him in the all time Warriors scoring list. Quite a feat. Uh, speaking of feet, uh, some people get ready for games by just dabbling it in the water. Although, in his case, I think it's more of the golf course, but I could be wrong. I don't know. The golf course? Oh, my goodness. I mean, this may set a record for most times that around somebody yelled four. All right, let's bring in Rich Scarcella, Redding Eagle, uh, to talk Penn State football. My friend, it has uh, been far too long. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, it has been, and uh, it's always always good to be with you, Steve. All right, so uh, this will be the week where uh, they will wind up practices. They'll get to practice 15 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the interviews that uh, and press conferences that they've had over the last few weeks, what have been a couple of nuggets that have really interested you? 
Well, I think the first one is the linebacker positions when James Franklin, after practice last Wednesday night, um, basically anointed Curtis Jacobs and Brandon Smith as the starting outside linebackers. I mean, you know, we're hearing a lot of good things about Curtis Jacobs, but um, yeah, I, that that one surprised me that uh, that that it was that soon. Not that he will be that that he might, would would eventually be the starter. So where does that leave Ellis Brooks and Jesse Lucetta? I guess fighting for the middle linebacker position. Uh, so that's one thing. The the other thing is that the starting offensive line is fairly set except um at the left guard position where there's a there's a three-way battle going on that it looks like it's going to be well the returners are Rashid Walker um Mike Miranda and uh Caden Wallace and Juice Scruggs is running with the first team at right guard as, as you well know so that that's a good thing that four of those five positions are set um I Everybody has raved about the two transfers on the defensive line. Uh, and if I mispronounce his name, I apologize. Arnold Ebicady? It's, it's Ebicady. Ebicady? Thank yeah, you. Arnold Ebicady. I know. I was just going to say AK because that's what everybody calls him. <laughs> and also, I, I, Derek, can't, I can't get away with that on Saturday. No, so. no, you can't. <laughs> and, and also, Derek Tangelo. Um, so yeah, that they're the one. They're the main ones, Steve. They're the, they're the things that 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 um, that I've taken away. And the one thing that I have, which another question that I, that's still unanswered, is uh, who will be the number two quarterback in the fall? Because right now it's Taquan Roberson behind Sean Clifford, sure. and it remains to be seen. Uh, we shall see if Penn State adds a quarterback from the transfer portal. Uh, before fall camp, uh, and if that quarterback will be competing with Roberson uh, for the number two slot or behind Roberson, so that's that remains to be seen. But yeah, they're they're my main takeaways. Yeah, I think uh, when I look at the quarterback situation, the bottom line to me is there's four, uh, like four total, and you know, I mean, you need other arms out there. Mm-hmm. To do what they want to do, even even if it just means scout team stuff, you need another arm out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I think James. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any. He's not making it any uh, hiding it at all. Is that they they are very thin at quarterback right now. Um, you know, after Will Levis had transferred earlier, month, you know, a few months ago to Kentucky, uh, I think yeah, I think he would like nothing better than to at least. Add a quarterback. Whether that quarterback will eventually be the number two guy remains to be seen. But I know he really wants to add a quarterback. He made he's made that very clear. Right. All right. So let's get back to the linebacker spot about the outside with Brandon, yeah. Brandon Smith and Curtis Jacobs. Smith is a given. I mean, you know, I mean, especially you and I watched him the second half. I mean, really the last two thirds of last season, he was playing at a very high level. What does this tell us about? the development in the eyes of the coaches of Curtis Jacobs. Well, it says a lot that 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 James was so definitive last Wednesday about him and it means that he's I think Brandon Smith mentioned this too during a call that he's that Curtis Jacobs is very good in pass coverage which is um part of the uh part of the responsibilities uh at the uh, at the Will linebacker 
All right, at the Sam linebacker, excuse me. Right. Uh, uh, so I think that tells you a lot. I think they've obviously um, they like what they've seen. I know he's got great athletic ability, but I think the the other factor, Steve, and you know we we know we yeah we understand how good Brandon Smith is, but by moving him to the opposite side, it allows him to play closer to the line of scrimmage exactly. and be an even bigger factor in the defense, and I think that's very big. And I, I really, uh, and I'm not alone, but I really expect him to have a big year in yeah. the fall. Yeah, I agree with that. And again, you know, there's a domino to this. I completely agree with getting him in that in the box area. How about mm-hmm. that? In the box area. It can be so huge for this defense. But you can't make that move unless Jacobs is, is good enough to play out there. And that's the, that's the part that tells me. Because Smith can play either one. Yes. The fact that if he's good enough to be in the box right now, it means that Jacobs is good enough in their eyes to be out there. You're right. Well, I agree. I think they they have very, very uh, high confidence in both these guys. And, you know, they were both high recruits, you know, highly rated recruits. But it remains to be seen, like, how is, you know, what happens at middle linebacker and what happens to Ellis Brooks and Jesse Lucchetta and how much do they play? I mean, they're going to play. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But how much do they play, and how, you know, how does this all fit in? And 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 you know that remains to be seen. I'm, I'm interested in seeing where where that um, where that storyline goes. Uh, yeah, for sure. The other question I have, and I didn't mention this earlier, and um, is Noah Kane the health of Noah Kane? Yeah. I I mean, James had said to us before spring practice began that they expected him to participate fully the second half maybe the second half of spring practice so how much is you know where is he at where is he going to be in the fall because while they have other backs especially the two former freshmen or current freshmen however you want to look at it um Keziah Holmes and um Kevon Holmes and you got Devin Ford they have depth there but I really I still like Noah Kane and I I like what he can do it and his biggest issue has been staying healthy of course right and you know like he's he, getting him back is a big plus there's no getting around it um, yeah. you mentioned the offensive line part uh, mm-hmm. and it sounded like that, that uh, according to him they had four of the five spots set which or at least set at least on track to being set how about that yes yeah, that's more like uh, yeah. on track to be being set there. You're trying to develop cohesion there. So is you know, so do you look, view that as a sign that now they have a chance to now okay, we feel good about these spots. They still have to work out another spot, but they can get better cohesion coming out of this. Yeah, I think that's it's a a big positive that that they feel good about four spots. Um, you know, and let me make this clear. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. But that was Rasheed Walker saying that Juice Scruggs is running with the first team, not James, and and and, and that's not shocking by any stretch. And um, but I like the four guys, you know, Mike Miranda at center, Juice at right guard, and and the two tackles. And I, I and I really, you know, there've been you can read between the lines. Uh, a lot of people have been raving about Rasheed Walker's play in spring practice, and I know. I don't know if it was that very day, the day of the Illinois game, after the game, but I know he approached Michael Mennett, uh, 
to have a discussion about going forward about what he needs to do. And, uh, you know, Michael, you know, told him basically to stick to what you're doing, just keep doing it. And he's obviously taken his game to another level this spring by, by all accounts. And then you look at Juice Scruggs. Let's go back to actual play of last yeah. season. You look at the last half of last season. When he got in there, you felt, I mean, at least I did, I felt like he was an impact player, Rich. I think there was no question about that. I thought Juice played great. And his story, and every, you know, people who follow Penn State football closely, no story, you know, being in the car accident and really not knowing whether his football career would you know what it was going to be like in the future you know it was in jeopardy and for him to recover from those injuries from you know his back injury and to do what he's doing uh it's really uh an inspiring story and uh you know a message to a lot of people where you know no matter what happens to you you just got to keep fighting and he and he certainly has and he he did yeah i agree with you steve he played very well those last four games all right uh so let's go back to the linebackers for a moment uh, you, know, you brought up what what happens with with ellis brooks and with luketta it, it's always interesting we we concentrate so much on the starters rich but we've seen now the pattern with which penn state has played with in recent years they play a lot of people so does it matter, you know, in the end, what, you know, that, that Luketa and Brooks are obviously both going to play. They may play as many plays because of rotations as, you know, as other people because they rotate so many players. I mean, it matters to a point, but I think that the biggest thing, I, I'm not trying to slight them or I don't, and I don't sure. think that's, but, but the, well, it not. shows, it shows you by, what they've said, what James has said about Curtis Jacobs and Brandon Smith, the Curtis Jacobs is ready to play without a, without question. So there's, you know, but but I wonder, like, is does that mean who's does Luketa play also play on that side at times? Does he play on Brandon Smith's side at times? And here's the other thing, Steve. They go to they use a lot of nickel yeah. with only two linebackers on the field, yeah. so that. You know, there, there's not a you know, it's not a tremendous amount of snaps out there. Right. But yeah, those two guys are going to play because of their experience, of course. Um, but but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I I just wonder. You know, I, I'm I'll be watching that very closely Saturday yeah. and also uh, in preseason camp how how that plays out. Finally, uh, what you know, what will you look for uh, on Saturday? Well, I mean, I think <laughs> I think everything is going to be buttoned up offensively, but I w- I'm really I'm really eager to see if there what changes there that we might see with the offense under Mike Yancich and uh, or Mike Yersich, excuse me, um, and uh, you know that's that's the one that's the one thing that I'm looking for. I'm looking to see if there's any changes in the way Sean Clifford throws the ball or, you know, you know, is he, will he be a lot more accurate? Will he be, you know, like wh- how this affects him? Um, you know, maybe, maybe even some formational things. I don't know, but that's, I'm really going to look at that. And I'm also going to look at the transfers because we've never had a real, sure. I mean, you can watch tape of them, you know, at, at their former schools, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm eager to see how they fit in, on the field, I know they've fit in well 
within the locker room by all accounts. So they're, they're the two things. Uh, Mike Yurcich's offense and, and the uh, the transfers, particularly the, the two on the defensive line. I'm looking forward to seeing you Saturday. It's great to have, you. It's great to have you with us. Really, I'm looking forward to it, Rich. Same here, Steve. Can't wait. Rich Scarcella, Redding Eagle. Uh, let's, uh, before we get going here, uh, evidently uh, the preparation has continued at one of the 40 golf courses that Myrtle Beach has. And uh, moments ago on the 14th tee. Okay. No good! No good! No good! Just when you think somebody should be cloistered in a hotel room memorizing Holy Cross names and numbers. What an example to the youth of America. I think I'll talk about this in my broadcasting class tomorrow. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Once again, our thanks to Rich Garcella for joining us on the show today. And talking, of course, with. Uh, Rich about Penn State football. Uh, it's uh, the uh, the suit continues to get ready. By the way, for the uh, championship game, as only he can. Uh, you you got to give him credit. He comes up with different ways of doing it compared to everybody else Doug asked me how does he open the game I said Doug I would open with do you know who is playing today I mean I just just I just want to know if we've got the basics it's been an exhausting year for him if I you know if I had to manage actually you guys are really good people I don't I don't understand that's all right I wouldn't call it a tough year. That's, again, was, uh, that was on the 16th hole. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> it's, you know, this is our leader. This is the person that... We'll be up to 72 hours from kickoff time tomorrow, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. <laughs> Get the oh, lingerie janitor. on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> oh. So, this is really neat. A championship game. Who's playing? Oh, 
It's just not the right way to start the broadcast. I I, I don't know. I... <laughs> what do you think they'll do here? I think they'll blitz. Uh, they're kicking off. That the, those are like the simple the simple parts where you you know somebody's not ready. Where maybe you spent one too many days at the beach. <laughs> what would you do here? Oh, I'd, I'd blitz. <laughs> it's a kickoff. <laughs> Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai, that's the best in new inventory out there, and they've got it. And also fabulous pre-owned inventory, which... Yes, includes the Sunbury Motors guarantee. They go over it with a fine-tooth comb. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. As Doug continues to work hard interviewing Dave Giacchini, talking with Sanders and Bittekoffer and the fine players, so he's, he has everything going through every possible interview that Holy Cross has for the Patriot League Championship game. Meanwhile, at uh, Myrtle Beach, as Doug works, this happened moments ago. I'll have the lobster. Excuse me? The lobster special? My goodness. Some people are nose to the grindstone, and others have their feet up in life. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. I know we're having a little too much fun for some odd reason at his expense. All right. So, um, <laughs> what? I didn't uh, notice. See, I knew you wouldn't. I didn't. I, they wanted to go past you there. It's 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 interesting because I told my class a story. And look, this is not related to Kevin, okay? But I did tell them a story about and I I think I've told the story on I'm pretty sure I've told the story in the show before. I'm gonna tell it again though. Years ago. Penn State was playing in the Charleston Classic. Charleston Classic is interesting because you play on a Thursday, you play on a Friday, and then you don't play until Sunday. You have Saturday off. And it turned out that Penn State played Saturday early, then played actually early on Friday. And I had a football game at Michigan State on Saturday. I was able to get a flight out of Charleston through Atlanta into Detroit that left at 6 o'clock at night on Friday. 
before I left, I wanted to make sure on Sunday to have a cab waiting for me specifically when I landed to get me to the arena because the window was going to be that tight. The woman at the front desk of the hotel was fabulous. She said, this is exactly the guy you need. She handed me the card, and the cab driver's name was Johnny. So I called him, and I explained to him exactly what I needed, what I did, and why I needed it. And my flight was to land at uh, 9.30 Sunday morning. He seems like the nicest guy. So I give Johnny my phone number. I said, if there's any issue, don't hesitate to call, and we'll go from there. I do the game on Friday in Charleston. I fly to Atlanta, into Detroit, no issue, rent a car, drive from Detroit to Lansing. And I get to the hotel in Lansing, I don't know, around 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, it's a 3.30 in the afternoon game, so we're not on until 2 o'clock. So I have plenty of time you know, sleep in, get breakfast, whatever. Go over to Spartan Stadium. Jack and I do the game. Game's over. Uh, we drive back down to the airport together. His flight back to Pittsburgh is going to be later than mine. I had a 5.30 a.m. flight Sunday morning to get me back to Charleston in time. I get up at 4.30 and I look out the window of the hotel. It is fog in my face. Like, oh, my goodness, it doesn't really matter. We're not going to get out of here. Shower, shave, whatever, boom, drop off the car. I guess I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's a 5.30 flight, but I was right next to where I had to go anyway. So I'm out of the hotel. I drop the car off. I get on the bus. I can barely see as I'm pulling into the lot. In fact, I had to roll the window down so I could look out to make sure I had clearance on my side when I pulled in. That's how thick the fog was. There's still no chance. Take the bus over to the terminal, get there. Our flight's on time. I said, our flight's on time? I said, oh, yeah. So we're the first flight out. Don't worry about it. There's no traffic up there. Ookie. Well, sure enough, 5.30, we're out of there. I get to Atlanta, pouring rain, no big deal. And I get into Charleston, and I get in, Matt, to Charleston 20 minutes early. Now, now let me take you back to Saturday. I'm in the press box. We're on the air at 2 o'clock. At 1.30, I get a call, and it's Johnny. Johnny calls. Says Steve, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I said, yeah, sure. And he said, any issues? Said, no, no. I just want to let you know, I drove the route twice. We can do it in twelve minutes. I said, you drove the route twice? He says, yeah. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure I get you there on time. Like, holy wow, man. that's dedication okay. right there. Okay, All right. So the next day, I get in twenty minutes early. I walk down to the area. Johnny is waiting for me. So I've been here a half hour just in case you got in early. Oh. Get in the car. Get in the car. We drive over to the Kremen Center. He drops me off. And to be honest with you, I gave him, because it was it was this important to me, 
I gave him a sizable tip. I mean, sizable, because he earned every 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 cent of it. And he goes, oh, I can't believe it. And he hugs me. And I said, Johnny, I said, I got to get inside. <laughs> I said, I said, because I'm on the air here in, in 10 minutes. He goes, I know, I know. I said, I said, I can't imagine how much I appreciate you. So this is the lesson I told to my students. It does not matter what your job is. Okay? Are you a packer? at Weiss are you the one that cleans the cafeteria at Geisinger are you an executive at Geisinger are you an executive at Weiss are you in the public works department in Lewisburg it doesn't matter Johnny set the example of somebody who takes tremendous pride in his job and wants to be the best at what he does. He calls me on Saturday and tells me he drove the route twice to make sure I would get there on time. Did he take me for granted? 180. When I arrived early, which was a fortuitous break for me, the even more fortuitous break was that I hired the right person who was waiting for me and got me right where I needed to be. So in this world where somebody say, well, you know, yeah, see Johnny over there, Johnny's only a cab driver. No, 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 no. Johnny's a pro's pro. I'll take I'll take a hundred guys with Johnny's work ethic or a hundred women with Johnny's work ethic and dedication. And believe me, the company will be extremely successful. You can't say enough about somebody like that. And to this day, to this day, I always tell that story to my class. Always. Because that's the impression this guy made on me. That's a, That was a pro's pro. It didn't matter what his job was. It didn't matter that, that somebody would thumb their nose down at him because he's, quote, only a cab driver. Really? I'll bet he's better at his job than you are at yours. You give me a choice between... A swaggering fool themselves, and you give me Johnny. I'll take I'll take Johnny every single time. I don't care what the job is. So that's the story I told them this week. That's actually the you first know, time I've heard that story. Oh yeah, that that's I pretty good. That's awesome. No. But that's 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 who he is. I don't know what he told me. And he says to me, he says, the next time you come here, I'm going to get a limo. I said, right. Um, he's just great. Now, I don't know what's become of him. I mean, he was an older, older man back then. We're going back more than 10 years. So I don't know what's become of him. I wish I knew. But boy, do I respect him. 
I, I, re, I respect somebody like that so much that just throws their heart and soul into doing it. And that's... Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. If you throw yourself in it when you... And, and your idea is to be the best at what you do, that's that's my example right there. That's my example. And then there are other people. They have a different work ethic. Take a break. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Game? What game? <laughs> yeah, there's a dude that'll be mentally ready on Saturday. <laughs> Jack and I'll be more ready for a scrimmage. <laughs> you, sir, are my hero! <laughs> I just... Oh, it's like you can't make this dude up. All right. Uh... <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yes, the uh, 15th practice we will have uh, for you. We're carrying it, I assume, right? Noon as far to as two. I'm aware, we are. Yeah, noon to two. You'd have to check with programming. The problem is... Really, <laughs> just love to get a hold of them. Right now, somebody's asleep. <laughs> oh boy! So we'll just make we'll just make a staff decision right now. We're carrying it noon to two. <laughs> Fine with me. <laughs> the heck, let's let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. I think that uh, 
I I can tell you a couple of themes we're going to get into. Obviously, we'll talk about the offense, but I think something that is important about the offense and some of the elements that they're doing with the offense is it's now giving the defense a lot of different looks, and it's making the defense better. Because you know, it's these are all things that are, sometimes you get so locked in on. As a new offensive coordinator, what does it mean for the offense? I understand that. But there's a bigger picture to it. And part of the bigger picture is that as you use some elements that you've used before, if you introduce new elements that you maybe either have tweaked or are really new to everyone, as you go through and you work on them, the defense is working on it, too. They're now looking at it and seeing stuff that they say, okay, if this comes up in a game, when the, if the opponent does something like this, we know how to react to it. it so it's it's, a, it's an across-the-board, multi-element field. They're going to open up, let's see, for the freshmen, let's see, the gate's going to open on Saturday at noon. And there is going to be, as part of this, when you listen to Jack and me on Saturday, uh, there is going to be a scrimmage in here, and it's the last half of the practice. All right, and you know, and they're going to go through everything. Uh, they're going to do a pregame meal on Saturday, like they would for a game. Because remember, there are you know some of the freshmen have not gone through this. Well, you know, the King Twins and. And you know Christian Veyu, and you go all the way through. They haven't done this, and they're probably some redshirt freshmen. Like you know, I'm not. I mean, Malik Mega may have dressed for a couple games, but you go through a pregame meal. Then you got to get you know dress and tape. Then you got to go through a team meeting, and then you go through your special teams, and you go through your unit meetings, and then. You depart, and you get the buses to Beaver Stadium. And then you go through your pregame workout and then some other practice elements. I mean, I'm not going to get into all the practice elements Penn State's going to do. Uh, But then they're going to go to the locker room when they're done with the practice elements. And then they're going to come back out. You know, the entrance video and the whole deal that goes with it. And, you know, they'll run through the tunnel and onto the field, and the freshmen will be able to watch them, and we'll get a chance to watch them, and that's what they're going to do on Saturday. So it's going to be a practice, but the practice will have some scrimmage elements in it on Saturday. And we'll take you through it. We'll take you through it. The coaches show, we are going to have, we are going to have a coaches show on Thursday. James Franklin will be on the show in the final half hour. A couple segments with him. And that will be um, on Thursday night from 6.05 to 7. Feels like a football week. Feels like a football week, doesn't it? Yeah, it can't beat cha- it. 
you know, Patriot League championship game me a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, like, if you're really into this profession, you will lo- love weeks like this where you get a chance to announce. <laughs> I know Doug's excited. I am. And others are surfing. <sighs> Eh, he's not surfing. I can definitely tell you that. Oh, you're just. Oh. <laughs> I'm only. T- I only. He would tell you the same thing. I'm not lying here. That he doesn't surf. Yes. Or he would not even attempt to surf. I'd like to have video of it. Oh, me too. <laughs> but I can guarantee you that is not happening. Hmm. Well, the um, something I didn't get into today, I wanted to, and that was on the transfer portal. Just because you're in the transfer portal doesn't mean somebody's going to pick you up. There is risk in going into the transfer portal that a lot of people don't seem to realize that um, that you get in there, it doesn't mean you're going to land someplace, especially in this particular year. Remember, with seniors having the ability to come back for an extra year, you're still only allowed 13 scholarships. How many teams have signed players in the early signing period? There may be some transfers that are looking around at the end saying, I shouldn't have done this thing. Because remember, you have incoming freshmen that have signed letters of intent. You have some seniors that are coming back because it's their option. And there are fewer spots at the inn. And it's something nobody ever thinks about. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com.